Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. He's played Leah, Lecter and Logan and won all the awards from Olivier to Emmy to Golden Globe to BAFTA. So who better to present a BBC Maestro course on acting? Available now and Failing that, there's always the James Bond game show on Amazon Prime Video. So please welcome a man who always rocks. It's Brian Cox. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, good morning. Just leaning a little bit. I shall lean in a little bit. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, Do I have to take my hat off? No, no, no. Okay, I will okay. take our hats off to you, but you don't have to take your hats off to us. <laughs> you. We've both got our hats on. Yeah. Uh, Whamageddon. So first of all, let's figure that out. What is Whamageddon? You don't know. Well, it's it's obviously a, a play on the word Armageddon. <laughs> yes, the so Wham. You know the band Wham. Oh, band Wham. Uh, yes, yes. They wake me up before you go. Oh, go. yeah, yeah. So yes. if, if you hear Last Christmas uh, by Wham, Last oh, Christmas, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, after December the first, if you hear it, you're out of the game. You've been Whamageddon. All oh, right. Okay. It's a very sophisticated thing. Yes, yeah, I'll pretend I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, good, excellent. I don't really. What's the point then? See how late you can go. No, but who wins? Because you can't declare a winner, can you? Because it's like... Well, I also think that you actually... The earlier you hear it, the better, because it's a really oh, good song. A, let's, not, let's not play it anymore. Mm. Who came up with it? Why, how did it start? started in New York. In New York? Oh, well, you might have heard about it. You live in New York, Brian. Yes, I do. I heard about what? <laughs> no, it's not what you came, it's not what you came here for. It's not what you came here for. No, but uh, is there a mama getting happened in New York? Is <laughs> Take it back with you. But don't tell them we sent you. Whatever I you probably I won't. I right, promise. Brian Cox, BBC maestro. Brian Cox's course on acting. So there are loads of these different maestro courses to do with different skills and different sort of lanes. Yours is fantastic, Brian. Oh, that's very Kind of you, I watched you. 11 of the lessons wow, last night. Wow, I'm very night. impressed. Um, there are 25 to watch. There's 82 pages of PDFs you can download. And the lessons are all bite-sized, anything from 8 minutes to 13 minutes. Um, and a lot of it is you to camera. Then you also have guests on as well. Uh, you've been waiting for a while to do this, haven't you? I've wanted to do something like this for some time, you know, because teaching was my... I started teaching when I was ridiculously young. In fact, my first group that I taught, which was at Lambda, which was in 19, oh God, 1970, uh, as long ago as that. And uh, and Harriet Walter was in my first group, you know, Dame Harriet Walter. Uh, she had long hair, you know, huge long black hair right down her back. And she, of course, she's Christopher Lee's niece. And uh, she was one of my students. So it was, it, and I was 
just, I mean, I was the guy who ran the school said, this was Lambda, he said, you should come and teach. And I said, I'm far too young. He said, no, you're just right because you have a, you've just had the experience of it. And it was a very good lesson to because I'd just come out of drama school so I could actually relate about how difficult it is to make the transition from being a student to being a working actor. Um, lesson number two is study the greats. You're now a great, so people are studying you and, oh, and God, yes. hearing from you. You talk about Spencer Tracy, don't you? Um, yeah. And you, you show clips in uh, Lawrence of Arabia and Peter O'Toole. Um, just give us some more people who inspired you over the years and why. Well, a lot of actors have inspired me. George C. Scott, of course, Brando, you know, at his best. I think Stacey, I mean, um, sorry, Tracy. I think Tracy emerges as really the finest screen actor I've ever seen, by, by none, because of his just delicacy of the way he does. There's no, he's always immediate, you know. The, you don't feel, oh, it's Marlon Brando. You don't feel, oh, it's Spencer Tracy. It's just, he's there. He does it. Yeah, he's, 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 he's the He's, he's the communicating. Case in the material. Yeah, he is very much so. And you allude so many times in various different lessons. I say I've watched eleven or twelve. I had to turn it off last night. I thought I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna get any sleep here to do what I do for a living. I don't want to let you down in the interview. But you talk about a lot about getting out of your own way. Yeah, don't you? I mean, all the time is what that, that's the rep the repetitive thing. I think it's true. I think the thing about kids and it's understandable. They have, you know, when they're new to it, and especially when it's it's. I love drama training. I believe in it. I I, I heard about a cast director who shall be nameless so I shan't say his name though I was going to who actually <laughs> said he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't cast anybody who went to drama school if anybody studied he wouldn't cast them which I think is shameful absolutely yeah. shameful because I my value my drama training was I mean I learned to think that's what it that's what it did for me I yeah. learned how to read a script I learned to think I had some great teachers and I was so grateful for it because I was annoyed from in Dundee, you know, even though I had been working in the theatre for a couple of years, so I knew about that. But I still had an accent you could cut with a knife. I mean, nobody could understand me. You know, it was, I, I wouldn't even bother to deign to do a Dundee accent because it is so extraordinary. Because <laughs> 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 this is this is how they speak in Dundonian. If you say, "I've eaten everything," okay, yeah. I've eaten everything. This is how they would say it in Dundee. Uh, 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 uh. Nice. That's it. Yeah, well, thanks for um, keeping it real this morning. So, uh, anyway, where were we? No, we, we were talking about acting school, drama uh, teachers, yeah, and, um, and that, casting so the, directors. When I went there, I was, you know, I, so I did a lot of teaching, and there was a crisis at the school very, very early on, and and I've kept an association with it over years, and I do believe in it because it, for me. You know, nobody. You, you, we, I, everybody goes on about the sixties, but nobody realizes what the sixties was like in terms of social mobility. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you were not judged; you were welcomed. You know, I had a full grant. I mean, it, it was um, you know, fifteen years after the war, yeah. and we weren't very rich, but they were able to give me a kid. You know, from a widowed mother, a full grant. I had all my expenses paid. I had everything paid. You know, so it was it was an extraordinary time. I'm forever great. grateful because and of forever it. Forever grateful, forever grateful I love because it. of it. You, you, I, your introduction is beautiful. Um, yeah, I think you can watch the intro for free. I'm not sure on BBC Maestro. Um, and also, they're doing these gifts for Christmas, which is great. So I got a gifted code from the BBC. Thank you, the BBC. <laughs> it's the first thing I had from them for a while. Um, but I couldn't be more grateful for everything I have had in the past. Let me tell you. Uh, but you do talk about the fact that you fell in love with the pictures as a kid. You call it the pictures of cinema. Um, yeah. 
We used to call them the pictures as well in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. And and you saw what was going on on the screen and you thought, I want a bit of this. Yeah. T- just tell me about that. Because a lot of people enjoy music and they enjoy art and they enjoy the movies and they're just happy to be in the audience. But you thought, no, I want a bit of this. Yeah, I, I just think it's, you know, I mean, I, I, I've had a, a, I mean, I was very blessed. I had it right from the word go. I mean, I can't remember not wanting to be anything else. And when I, of course, I used to go to the, as, in my hometown, there were 21 picture houses. 21. Wow. I mean, now there's about three. Mm. When I went to every single one from the age of, and this is the other thing, of course, you know, we wouldn't let a kid out now. Yeah. But I was on my, I was, Traveling the Something. world when I was six, yeah, yeah. you know, going to various cinemas and sneaking into cinemas, cheating in, getting in, yeah, getting, getting an auntie to stay for two me. shows, staying for two I shows used to do all, that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm classic. I remember 1956 wanting watching Giant. I was ten, and I fell asleep in the cinema, and I had to break out the cinema at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The Greens Playhouse in Dundee, and I got stopped by the police. You know, in the TARDIS box. Yeah, yeah. This voice as I was running down the high street oh of Dundee, saying, "Where are you going, young man?" And I went. What, what? Sorry. I said, where all are you the way. Going? <laughs> you should have said, I'm going all the way, officer. But I mean, that's what, and what I love about it is it's, to me, it's about being human. It's about us. Yeah. That's what I love about the theatre. It tell, and, and why I watch these old, you know, I'm a Turner Classic Movies addict. I mean, I watch, I mean, I can get it on VPN, which is great. So I watch it. I mean, like an addict, just to see how those older actors did it. And, you know, they go on about Brando and all that, but, you know, the actors were doing amazing stuff long before Brando. I mean, yeah. and the, just extraordinary, extraordinary. James Dean, Giant, what a oh, movie. all of that. Yeah, the cinematography amazing. in that movie yeah, is incredible. Off, incredible. A lot of people wouldn't have heard that, of that movie. You've got to watch, watch Giant. No wonder you fell asleep, because it's quite long. No, it's long, but actually... <laughs> and it's, you're only 10 at the and, time. And it's also, it's on, you can get it on Turner Classic. They do it, they've got a, it's an, it's there actually at the moment and giant is an amazing movie lawrence of rabia again and you know another um uh, yeah. longer film the way you talk about peter o'toole I, i'm guessing you knew him because you talk about him so affectionately I, I did i did i i i got to it was right at the end actually of his career and it was when i was doing troy and my first day on troy was i had to kill peter o'toole <laughs> and peter o'toole was my idol i mean i was so i was i was virtually peeing myself because I thought I'm, and I'm sitting waiting around all day to kill Peter O'Toole so I'm sitting in my you know and I'm and they no they're not ready for you oh okay so so and I, no they're not ready for you so and they had a problem with the because I spear him so they had an effect where it came out the front so they were, they were doing all that before I got there and of course I think Peter was well off by, by this time. So by the time I arrived at four o'clock in the afternoon, having been sitting there since seven o'clock in the morning to do the scene, and there is there's the great Peter O'Toole, and there's me, and I'm still, you know, I mean, I'm I'm well past my fifties then, but I'm feeling like I'm seventeen. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course you are. So I walk up, and he's and he, and I we do the scene, and I. I kill him, and he does that. And then he says to me afterwards, he said, so how are your nerves now? And I went, how did he know? Yeah, well, you don't get nervous very often. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't. But that would make, that was pretty nerve-wracking. You did then, yeah, yeah it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Peter O'Toole, I used to live in Notting Hill, yeah. and uh, there was this, wasn't a, a knocking on the door, it's a banging on the door one Tuesday afternoon. This, and I thought, who the heck's that? And it was 
Peter O'Toole and he he'd come to play me some country and western in the kitchen and my kitchen was in the basement and we spent the whole afternoon while he strummed country and western songs really to me. was he a big country and western guy i don't know i don't think so from the way he's playing them but he was giving it a go and he was due on the show we had the show called tfi friday on the friday and he was due to come on on the Friday, and he just wanted to come and chew the fat before he appeared on the show. <laughs> Extraordinary man. Yeah, he was an amazing Those man. Those ice blue eyes. Yeah, he was incredible. You know. And he had this kind of quality, you know, because he was, you know, he was from a fairly, I mean, his father was a bookie, and he's, he's, he was half Scots. His mum was Scots. He was Irish. and But he had this he had this kind of a feat sort of, kind of spirit kind of spiritual quality yeah. about him in a way he yeah, was an yeah. extraordinary he was very different from albert and alan bates and tom courtney he had a different kind of ethereal he was much more ethereal there's a lightness to him wasn't there was that? a tremendous lightness he seemed yeah. to whisp in and wisp out yeah he was he was an astonishing man i think yeah. he, i think he was a bit i think he was a bit tough to live with though yeah i would say so uh, and some um but you talk when you talk about uh, talking to brian cox about this amazing uh, thing on B, it's called bbc maestro brian cox's course on acting 25 lessons an 82-page accompanying PDF. It's awesome. Um, the way it's shot, whoever came up with it, um, whoever came up with the format, it's fantastic because it's not too long. It's, it's sort of TED Talky kind yeah, of... Yeah, and you've got to do it. You've got to get your points across. I mean, you know, that's why the edit is so good because, you know, I can go on a bit. So <laughs> it's good to get it tight. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially when you're dealing with kids. And as you said very early on, you know, kids get in their own way. It, 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 you know, we all get in our own way. Well, we? that's, that's life. But, uh, and you're just trying to free them up and say, just be kinder to yourself. Just yeah. don't don't be so hard on yourself. Realise that you're also in a state of development. And you're also in a state of learning. Yeah. So just be prepared to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, it, and it never stops. It never stops. Don't never think stop. there's a finish line because that really every morning I come in here and I like messed that up, didn't got that right, could yeah. do more of that every single day, today, tomorrow, every day. Absolutely. And I, I think that's part of the problem and part of what we do. That's our life. You know, we, 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 we get it right, then we get it wrong, you know. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Craving some great 80s music. Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mind set Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. Virgin Radio 80s Plus. We're back live with Brian Cox, live from the top of the tower. That is the actor, not the professor. You surely must have appeared together, you two. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I was very naughty, actually. There was a, an Empire Award that was given, and uh, I was there to present a special one for Paul Greengrass. And they call, and uh, I'm a, I have a doctorate, you know, I have five doctorates, so I'm officially a professor, actually. Congratulations. I mean, I don't really <laughs> think about it, but anyway. So... See, so he he's there, and I think 
you know, and we've had this thing with our names. He's, by the way, he's such a delightful fellow. You probably met yeah, him. Yeah. He's a lovely man, absolutely lovely man. So, we, we, so he's he's doing the prize for the best actress, and I think, why is that? He doing the prize. So when it came, <laughs> and the prize will be presented by Brian Cox. So yeah. I got up. Did you? I went up. <laughs> And we both met on the podium, and I said, "What are you doing here, poor man?" He said, "Well, I'm, I've got to present this." I said, "Why?" I said, "Are you a member of this profession?" I said, "I am." Well, why are you presenting? You're a physicist. You shouldn't be presenting this. Hilarious. <laughs> and it, we, it was very funny. Anyway. Good for you. <laughs> All right. So BBC Maestro Brian Cox's course in acting, a masterclass, and some 25 lessons, and this accompanying 82-page PDF. It is. Awesome. Um, lessons from like eight minutes to 13 minutes. I particularly enjoyed the one where you met the casting director, who I presume is a friend of yours. Nancy, Nancy Bishop, yeah. Just get, yeah. tell us a bit about Nancy. Well, Nancy's, you know, she's been, she's American. She's been working here for some time. And she, you know, she casts a lot of, you know, she does a lot of independent films. And she does, she's a, you know, she's a, she's a down and, what I call a down and dirty casting director. Yeah, yeah. Doing it. And she really knows. And she, she sees the problems that kids have. Because one of the problems that kids have nowadays, and it's a horrible thing that's happened, is there's less personal contact. So there's all this, you have to do your own film. Self-taping. self of taping, yeah. which is a nightmare. And, you know, you've got to have the technical knowledge. But the other thing that really annoys me, and it really me off, actually. <laughs> sorry, Brian, I've got to ask you to stop saying that Oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. I've been told to apologise for it once, and I haven't, so now I'll apologise for it twice. Um, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. that's OK, I don't mind, it's just... I I'm don't sorry, know. I'm sorry. Well, a thing that really annoys me... You can it pees me off. Uh, yes, it does pee me off. So... <laughs> It's the fact, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> casting directors. No, casting Self-taping. Di- no, it's Not self-taping. It's Kids the- have enough trouble as it is yeah, anyway. Yeah, they have enough trouble, and, and they're expected to do it. But the other thing is nobody gets back to them. Right. So they go they go through all this effort and they're not even told thank you for right. doing that. Right. So if that. it's a no, it's just a silent no. They're, no, they don't even know, yeah, and yeah. They, and they do all that work. And I just think uh, common. You know, just politeness, yeah. and there's a, a, a great deal, a lack of it nowadays because of this, the way the industry is moving. So, well, it's all there's so much gold in every single one of these lessons, and and the so Nancy sticks around for. So you then meet a young actress, and you go through her self taping together yeah, with yeah. Nancy, and that's amazing. And yeah. um, back to, speaking back to what you you mentioned before. You know, like yourself more, be a bigger fan of yourself more. This young actress is brilliant, oh, but yeah. you, you you say to her, the only thing I would say is give yourself more time. You're yeah. so good, give yourself more time. Absolutely. I mean, that, that it's it's to empower. You know, it's about empowering them to realise what their virtue is. And every kid has their own virtue because we're all different. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, even... And I've seen actors, you think, young actors, you think, oh, you know, there would be the consensus that this young actor wouldn't go anywhere. But they have their own time. And suddenly after two years when they've they've done an enormous amount of work. So it is possible to really improve yourself through a through drama training. Really. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you I would Im- I would Im- imagine you improve yourself with every role. I mean, yeah. you know, whether, whether it's Logan Roy, you just um, finished playing. Did you play Bark? I played Bark, yeah. Yeah, and you were training for that because you mentioned that on the tapes as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and you bring something new to every role. Every role helps you discover something deep within yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's a, it's a, it's a two way street, as it absolutely, were. Absolutely. You talk about the truth a lot. 
you know, get the truth out there, get the words out. S sometimes you say, just say the damn words. <laughs> and you give a great example of how you were coached or directed because you couldn't get this this phrase out. Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, that's it, it, it really is. It's to, it's to love the language. I mean, we, we, we've take, we take language for granted now and we don't realise how wonderful it is and how wonderful it serves you. Yeah. And, when, and these kids are in this wonderful position to deal with language and deal with it and make it their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's what they have to do. You've got to say, it's yours. Yeah. It doesn't belong to anybody else. It's yours. You can do Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Just do it. Enjoy it and do it, you know. That, that phrase you had trouble with, she smells like amber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just it tell was us very, about that. Well, it was, it was a... Play, it was a, I was doing a play called The Changeling, which is a Jacobean play, and it was at the Riverside Studios before you guys were in there. Sorry when, about was, that. when we when we <laughs> ran it, we we actually did all the we did all the conversion of that. It was done this wonderful teacher director called Peter Gill, and we we used to do these workshops there before everybody took it over because nobody wanted it, and uh, we had these amazing times. And I just learned so much by being so focused on the work and what we did, and it was just it was just that. And it taught me how important it is just to keep working, to yeah. keep keeps looking at what you do and why you do it. But why did you have such trouble with the phrase, she smells like amber? Oh, she smells like amber. Yes, that's the point. I was doing the play at night. It was, it was the changeling. And... And I and the line was she smells all amber. She smells all amber. And I I couldn't for the life of me say it. I didn't know what to say. I she smells all amber. She smells all amber. I mean, I mean I'm thinking I don't know. I really I don't know. And Peter just Peter Gill gave me the line and she said she smells all amber. And then I did it. She smells all. Amber. I mean I did it like every night. I yeah. got and then it hit me what it meant. Oh, what it means is she smells all amber. That's what it means. <laughs> Did he say to you, uh, what does she smell like? Okay, imagine she smells like amber. Right, say it. <laughs> That's it. That was it's it. simple, isn't it? No, I mean, it's, just, I mean, it's such a simple thing that you get caught up with. Yeah, you think, so I, mad, I don't know, I don't so know it drives you nuts, you know. Um, we've got to talk about Logan Roy while you're here. So, you know, you say every part is, is you know, it's important but it's just another part. It's another role I inhabit. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to meet it in the middle. I'm going to find the truth within it. I'm going to hold a magnifying glass over it. I'm going to get that truth out there. And one of the things you allude to is the fact that we all know when somebody isn't being truthful. Because yeah. you, you can't be a bit truthful. Either you're 100% telling the truth or you're lying. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And the reason that certain, certain uh, stories and certain productions hit home better than others is because they speak the truth and as an audience member you don't know you know it but you do know it exactly you recognize it what, what tell us about the truth that you brought to logan roy uh, tell us about the conversation you had yourself with him uh, about him and also tell us about his demise were you happy with the way he 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 left the show because well, I, I mean you know people when i left the show i i, I got lots of phone calls from people saying they weren't going to watch it anymore right i said no that's it we're not going to watch it anymore and i go it's called succession yeah, you have to see the succession. That's yeah. the whole point. Also, I mean, you you weren't looking for their vote, were you? No, no exactly. And I just said, you know, watch the show, see it, you know, go through with it. And uh, what was great about Logan is that the audience didn't really understand him, mm. which is what I loved. They thought he was this brutal person, but he wasn't. He, he's brutal in the way that he does it. But his greatest weakness, and also. Perhaps his strength, but actually his greatest weakness is he loves his children. 
If he didn't love his children, he'd be a lot better off. He wouldn't he wouldn't have had any of the problems. Yeah, yeah. But because and of course my favorite line in the whole show was finally I got to say it and and the penultimate my penultimate episode, you know, I love you but you're not serious people. That's and that was it was such a great line, you know, and it just said everything for it, it completely commented on four seasons of what the struggle was for for Logan. And I just thought this man has not been understood. All he wants is one of his kids to take over the firm. I know you can argue what he is politically or what have you, but that's all he wants. He wants his children to do it, and none of them are up to it. They are devious, they are recalcitrant, they are just ridiculous, those children. Absolutely ridiculous. And, of course, naturally, the one person who helps him when he has UTI is his son-in-law, Tom. Yeah. Tom's going to get the prize because he because of his kindness, you know. Yeah. And also, he's already arranged with Skarsgård probably at the end of episode season three that he knows where it's going to go. And it, actually, he passes now. About his passing, it was a bit sudden, I have to say, because I thought, you know, let me get into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but it was also brilliant, and that's where you trust the writer. You go. It was a brilliant thing because it was it was shocking. It was truly shocking. Nobody expected it. It was so quick, wasn't and, it? And it, was, and it was ridiculous for me because I never, I was never there. Yeah. I, I, I just said because it was some some other body lying there <laughs> on the floor, not me. You Literally, know. some other body. I, I, you know, I mean, I did have to do one shot where I they had my hand or something near my See? my ear. It was my ear. That was what it was. But that was it. You know, I, I was never there, you know. And so I never felt my passing at all. I was just, it was gone. I was there and I was gone. And uh, it was weird. And when we got to the funeral, I thought, wow, my, my ma, would, who was, you know, I, I come from a Catholic family. My mother would have been over the moon by, by the way I was buried. What a funeral. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, you wouldn't have gone to that just because as a fan, would you? You wouldn't have gone to film that you don't have to go to. No, no. But, uh, no. Well, the, there's an interesting story about that because they didn't want to give away that Logan had died. Oh, right. So they didn't want... So they wanted me to come to the funeral on the day. And I was driving up there. And then they said, oh, because we, we're going to do a phony scene to, to, to mislead people. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was I was driving up to the studio when they said, "Oh no, uh, you have to go back. We're not going to shoot that scene." And I said, "No." And I said to the driver, "Take me to the studio. Take me." Well, actually, it was to the church where it's happening. I said, "Because I know there are going to be paparazzi there, so I need to get I need to be there so that they can see that I'm not in that coffin." Right. And luckily enough, I did. Otherwise, if I hadn't done that. The game would have been up. Wow! I mean, that was some scene, though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did they literally stop the traffic for that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They stopped wow. everything, and 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 of course, the most amazing thing was Kieran's performance, which yeah. I thought was so astonishing. And when he breaks down, yeah, and yeah. That, you know, when he finally it all falls to pieces, it was a, it was a great show. And Jesse and those writers were just wonderful to yeah, work with. Yeah, you can have all the stories you like, but if the story's too big, That's you're not right. going to be able to keep it up. And also, the fact is, it doesn't go past its sell by date. Yeah, yeah. He, he knew when to conclude it, and it was brilliant. <sighs> you know, a lot of those shows that just go on and they they don't have any sense of completion. Yeah. You know? Um. Is it a career? Could you say it was a career-defining role, even though you've done so many other things, or is it just another it, arrow uh, in the quiver? Well, I would like to think of it as another arrow in the quiver, or a quiver in the on the arrow. <laughs> uh, but it has—I mean, I have to accept it has been—you know, when you when you're 
when you're described as having being a local legend to light the Christmas lights, yeah, you know, yeah. the local, and you go, This was yesterday. Uh, yeah, this was yesterday. <laughs> and I go, I'm, not, I'm, I'm still uneasy about it. I do mourn my, my anonymity. I mean, people used to say, It's, oh, wasn't you? I know. Oh, yeah, you were, uh, was it you? Oh, no, yeah, it was definitely you. you uh, no, it? But now with Logan Roy, you know, everybody wants me to do. That famous phrase, which of course I cannot do on radio here. Yeah, that, that'd be great. I'm having trouble with peed off. We've got no chance with, you know, the next elevation of that. You talked about Kieran then. We talked about Macaulay Culkin earlier because Macaulay received his star on the Walk of Fame yesterday. And you were talking about um, it's never too late to act. You too, you say that in the course. You say, you know, it's never too late to act. You can start acting at the age of 80 if you want. And by the way, they need actors who are 80 plus. Um, talking about Bill Nye. Bill Nye didn't really. He, he wasn't discovered properly until later in life by accident via Richard Curtis's movie. I mean, it is never too late. You also open the whole series, these, these master classes on BBC Maestro, talking to um, a little two, three-year-old, teaching them Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who is that? He's a guy called, well, he's now 16. <laughs> so that was, and he was he's only... He's the cutest he kid was, in the he world. Was only, he was called Theo, he was two and a half, and we were celebrating. It was, it was actually literally at this time of year, Christmas, before Christmas. And I was staying in my friend's house in Drimmond. He lives in Scotland, John Archer. He's a documentary producer. And Theo was his little boy. And I could hear that Theo was really quite good with language. So I just tried this experiment. And John literally shot it. I didn't, you know, it wasn't meant to be shot. It was just I meant to, I wanted to see how this little boy would deal with stuff. And it was just, to me, it's a revelation. Because what he does in that video is that he just gets distracted. He's two and a half. He talks about his action men or something that he gets is in the corner and he gets taken. But then when he comes back to it, he does this extraordinary moment when he goes, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, and he makes this gesture with his arms. He goes, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, and does this with his arms. Nobody told him to do that. Because he's in it, isn't he? That's him. That was him doing it. And you go, that's the part, and everybody has imagination, and particularly at that age. Yeah. We're riddled with imagination because we don't know what's real and what's not real. You know, that's what it is. Well, there are 25 lessons and they've all got their own sort of uh, subtitle. But then within each episode, there are all these little, again, more subtitles. Imagination is one of them. Creativity is another one. Confidence is another one. Uh, Brian, it's great. You know, I don't think I'm going to take up acting any day soon. But you do start off the whole thing with we all act every day anyway. Every day. You know, people say, oh, well, you know, you know me, I'm just myself. No, you're not. Good luck with that. Nobody's themselves. No, if only nobody, we could be. Nobody. We're, we're <laughs> Constantly made to act despite ourselves. You yeah. Know. Listen, you're you're late for talk sport. You got to go. It's great to see you, man. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. That was lovely. It's great to see you. Uh, local legend you. Brian Cox on the show. Amazing. Oh. Off to talk sport now. Thank right. you. Exit the local legend. <laughs> Exit right. <laughs> Exit right and quickly, otherwise I'm going to be in trouble. Thanks so much, Brian Cox. Yeah. <laughs> Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember, and that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash Virgin Radio UK.